0: Telling the Tale is the podcast where we're going to go through every single released telltale episodic narrative adventure video game. I'm your host Mitchell Farley-Wolf
1: and look out it's your host Dustin Jackson. It's me just we're just a couple of blockheads talking about Minecraft huh Mitchell?
0: Well speaking of blocks yes we are exactly actually yes you did it you introduced the show this time.
1: (laughs) You don't usually do that. It's been a while since I've had a nice uh, joke to lead with.
0: Yeah, well, let's not say that's what that was, but (laughs) this week we'll be talking about Minecraft Story Mode Season 1 Episode 4, A Block and a Hard Place, released on December 22nd, 2015, so just over seven years ago, however you want to feel about that timing. (laughs) Directed by Graham Ross and Rebecca gammon Arkovich, written by Brad Kane and Laura Jacquemin, Jacquemin I think is what we landed on last week. Uh, designed by Brian Frayermuth, Luke Malding, and Grady Standard. Dustin. Th-
1: thanks, everybody.
0: Yeah, thank you. By the way, um, I pull those names from the credits at the end of the episodes. Uh-huh. But there are credits at the beginning of the episodes as well, in, like, the uh, the more stylized credit intro sequence. Right. Those are often... Wrong. <laughs> uh, <laughs> awesome. Well, or at the very least, incomplete and misleading because it'll say a story by, and then in this case, I think it said Brad Kane and Brian Frayermuth. Mm. Now, Brad, Brad Kane is the lead writer, but Brian Frayermuth is the lead designer. So together, they've said story by those two people. But okay. that both excludes the other writers and designers who are the leads. And conflates the two of them as doing the same job when they are doing different jobs, or at least formally credited as doing different jobs. I don't know, like, maybe the story creation process really was collaborative and one of them was just more on the writing side and one was just more on the design side. Um, But yeah, I'm, I'm trying to go off the end of the episode as the more official credits to go on.
1: That's a good thing. That's what I would have done as well. That's crazy that they're... Are they are they trying to fool us with this? Get out of town.
0: Additionally, uh, the credits at the end of the episode say directed by Graham Ross and Rebecca Gammon-Archovich. But if you watch the intro sequence, it just says episode directed by Graham Ross. Rebecca Gammon-Archovich is not mentioned.
1: Strange. That's... Uh... Why would they do that to us and make try to make our job more difficult?
0: Yeah, it's definitely the the uh, <laughs> the, the person who's hurt by this the most is us and definitely not Rebecca gammon Archevich who's right. <laughs> not credited in the episode <laughs> that uh, she helps direct. The the weird thing about that is like sometimes writers who are not the lead writer will get excluded which sucks, but I do like understand why that happens at the very least mm-hmm. it shouldn't but i i understand how uh with this it's two directors i don't know how one full director gets the shaft on that how can, yeah that's how can that be
1: that's kind of a big role to get left out of yeah well i'm, yeah. I'm glad that we're giving these people the attention they deserve
0: yeah so here's the deal
1: Dustin, lay it on me.
0: I liked this episode.
1: I thought it was pretty good. Probably, uh, it, it's definitely a huge step up. Because stuff L- actually happens in it.
0: Well, stuff happens, but three th- three words. Bold structural choices. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, I, f- I think this season has taken a bold structural choice. That other Telltale games have not done up to this point.
1: Yeah, I, w- I, was a, uh, I was a very surprised little lad when we got to the end of this episode.
0: Yeah, uh, so, so I guess let's not beat up around the bush. Let's just say what happens. You You do it in this episode. It should have happened next episode if we were going by any other Telltale game as a structural rubric. But in this episode the entire plot resolves and it it's the end and then it even says uh the adventures of the new order of the stone referring to our players party as having uh uh, inherited that title continue in episode five as if episode five is the start of some new thing
1: that's so weird that's so what makes it even weirder is we have three more episodes after that this this last one is still considered part of season one, but not, then we have three more after that are that were included extra after the story.
0: Yeah, so I believe we I believe we talked about this in the last episode, but just as a refresher when season one of Minecraft Story mode came out, it was billed as five episodes like normal, no, no weird stuff it's just a 5 episode season yeah which would have made this very strange if you were playing it month to month as it was coming out when you got to episode 4 and you got to the end and you realized oh it just ended in episode 4 but there's another what what's up with that
1: yeah i i'm interested in seeing what they do but i'm just kind of thrown for a loop that yeah like you would think this would be considered one of the bonus episodes
0: Oh, totally. Yeah. Uh, So in episode, when episode five came out, I don't know what that episode is about yet. We haven't done it yet. We're going to play it next week. Right. When that episode came out on that same day, Telltale announced, oh, actually, we're we're making three more episodes. They're going to come out in like half a year and we're calling them the Adventure Pack. So that is presumably its own story as well. So what I'm I'm guessing at this point is that episodes one to five or one to four are a story. And the I I looked up the Minecraft wiki because you were pulling off such good uh good information from that wiki before. So I I looked it up. Well, it it doesn't reflect on you at all, but you did (laughs) (laughs) encourage me to check it out. Uh, the wiki called episode four the finale of the Witherstorm arc. Mm. It's weird to have like an arc in one of these that is not along with the seasons. You would, yeah. you would normally just have the, if it's a Witherstorm arc, you just say like, okay, well, that's the first five season or five episode season. And then the next is a different arc. That makes sense to do. But this is the Witherstorm arc. Huh.
1: Yeah, and that, yeah, boy, I'm very curious what happens in the next episode. I don't know if it's going to be, like, an epilogue to the Witherstorm arc we just did, or if it'll just be, like, its own standalone little story. I I feel like if it's a its own little standalone adventure, that boggles me even more, that You're getting boggled over there? I'm getting boggled! I'm going boggled out of my mind over here! that it's considered separate from those bonus 3 which i'm sure are are their own story so it makes sense but still oh i'm very confused on the way things are going to progress well that's an interesting that's an
0: interesting thought cuz i wasn't as sure that the 3 in the adventure pack are a different arc than episode 5 i was thinking maybe Like the first four episodes of this total of eight are one arc. And then maybe episode five is just episode one of the second arc of the season.
1: Oh, that that could be it would be that would be a weird way to do it. Make the next three part of the adventure pack and episode one part of this. But I guess if they're all included in season one, they could totally just do that. Yeah,
0: that would be such an interesting... I'm not even thinking about this from a story perspective, and I'm no, now just thinking about it from like a marketing perspective on the product that is this video game. If you yeah. bought the Season Pass, and you had not yet bought the Adventure Pass, how would you feel if the story... You're still getting the five episodes you paid for. You're not getting any like stuff taken away, or added, or whatever. But based on what you got, if... Episode five is just the start of another four episode arc. How would you feel about that? That you bought this five episode thing and you did get an ending to like the the big part of it. But then you also just get the beginning of the next part and it doesn't it doesn't like resolve on the end of what you paid for.
1: Man, I don't know how I would my my first thought is that I wouldn't like it. I, I wouldn't like being it. So it gives you the first part of this story, but it kind of baits you into needing to buy the other ones. I don't know if I super like that. But you got again what you paid if that for. is what
0: this is. It, it's yeah, hard to th- hard to completely confirm that.
1: Yeah, it's hypothetical. But like, you did get five episodes that you paid for. Yeah, but I, I it would seem a little a little on the scummy side to be like, hey, here's the first episode. Oh, but you got to buy the rest to continue.
0: Yeah, and it's it's interesting that they would like wait that much time after episode five. So episode five came out, I think, in I don't have the date in front of me, but I believe it's like January of 2016. And then on that day they announced that the other th- three episodes at the end of the season in the adventure pack are happening. And then that right. was like another half a year after that. Why not just call that another season if it's a different story? Unless yeah, it is a continuation of episode five. And maybe that's why they announced it on the day episode five came out.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's totally a possible route to go. Um, it Um Oh, man, I... We don't even know if this is the case, but now I'm thinking like, I I don't know if I would like if it is the case. I, well,
0: from the cool thing about doing this podcast, one of the cool things about doing this podcast, the other being just hanging out with my good friend Dusty, uh, but oh. another good thing about doing this podcast is that any weird stuff like this kind of is, it doesn't affect me. Like, I don't care uh, because right. I'm just... I'm just removed from this via time. Anything they do like this is only interesting to me. Yeah, we're, we. I, can I don't play have them to worry all. about if, is this good for the people at the time, or is this good as a uh, financial investment? If you're buying the game, I don't care. I'm I'm in 2023. The world's ending. It's different over
1: here. Yeah, yeah. We can just all play them all right now. Anyway, who cares?
0: Yeah, like, these pre-Trump-era video game problems are trying to come at me from the past. Dude, I've seen COVID. I'm not yeah. going to get concerned about this.
1: Yeah, get out of town.
0: I will still think it's interesting, and look at it as a... It's it's almost an inverse of what happened with Salmon Max Season 1, right? Uh, because Salmon Max Season 1, you got to Episode 5, and then on the day Episode 5 came out, they announced the story doesn't end in episode five, and there's one more, and you got that one more for free, uh, right? So like the story was unexpectedly one episode longer than it was supposed to be, and in it's like this a little bonus, yeah, 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 and in this it was unexpectedly one episode shorter than it was supposed to be. Yeah. So, but but in both cases, you still get like one more episode after what you thought.
1: Yeah. Uh, it'll be interesting. I It does have me, uh, on the edge of my seat to find out how this, uh, this plays out.
0: Yeah, so that's the structural aspect of this episode that's interesting. And I, I mean, I do, I do genuinely think this is interesting. So this isn't as much of a slight as it probably is going to sound like it is. But that's probably the most interesting aspect of this episode.
1: Right. I mean, the rest, you can kind of... I don't want to say you could predict exactly what happens, but it's more or less what you expect. You know, they take out the Witherstorm. Yeah. On, well, on a big adventure with friends.
0: So I, I wasn't expecting to be able to talk about this like a finale episode today. Um, yeah. Especially because, you know, it's episode four of five or eight. <laughs> Either way, <laughs> it's not the finale. But it is, I guess. It's the finale of the story. Um so so here we are, and we've developed a way to think about these telltale finale episodes, which is that they have a tendency in this era to recontextualize a lot of what we thought was weird or at the very least not some not very interesting about mm-hmm. the the narrative up to that point, and putting certain things, usually choices um, that we the player made, under a bit of a microscope. And watching those play out. Yeah. So, uh, I kind of think that happens in this, a little bit. It's like the kid's version of that, again, like everything else in Minecraft. It's attempting to be the kid's version of The Walking Dead. But it does sort of do that in a way that I don't think is, um, it's not, it's not that pithy. Like, it actually comes out in, in a couple ways.
1: Interesting. I, I I didn't really uh, get much of that. Uh, tell, tell me your thoughts, because to me, I just thought it was kind of... I mean, we do get some big revelations in this yeah. episode.
0: So, very high-level outline of this episode. Um, at the end of the last episode, their attempt to make the bomb and blow up the Witherstorm just didn't work because the command block inside the Witherstorm that was uh, operating the whole thing... Was too durable. It it was not blown up by the bomb, Right. Uh, so in this episode, early on, everyone's bummed out about it. Ivor comes around and says, hey, in my secret lab, I have a way to take care of the command block. I actually do. Trust me on this one. You should come to my lab. Uh, <laughs> and then Jesse and a selection of some of her friends, not sure which ones, depending on certain choices you make. Uh, go to Ivor's lab, and while they're there, they find out the awful truth about the Order of the Stone, which is that they were all frauds the whole time.
1: Oh, my goodness.
0: Now, did you see this, at that aspect of it coming, where the Order of the Stone were, were frauds?
1: Um, not specifically this. I mean, I did see, you know, we got a taste of the Order of the Stone not being who you thought they were. Yeah. Um... But I I don't I didn't necessarily think the whole thing was going to turn out oh this uh this battle that everyone loves him for oh yeah it never like actually happened.
0: Yeah, so the way that we find out their frauds is that uh it it's revealed by Ivor and Soren, Soren when he sort of like has to own up to it that they used the command block. Specifically Soren used the command block. The others didn't know that was happening. And, uh, they, they use the command block to just cheat through, through like the actual game of Minecraft as if they're playing it like players <laughs> and they could do things like instead of fighting that end- Ender Dragon, the big thing they're known for, slaying the Ender Dragon, they just sort of deleted it out of existence and there was no struggle at all.
1: <laughs> Boy, if, if only we all had command blocks, huh?
0: Yeah. <laughs> so so they do that they 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 find that out and then uh they ivor says now the way that we made this command block uh involved this book we can use that book to make something of equal durability that could uh break the command block so you make an enchanted weapon with that book and then there's a big action sequence ruben dies
1: (laughs) yeah that's true
0: Ruben the pig dies, and then uh, you you do end up hitting the command block enough times with the weapon. Um, at somewhere along the way, Soren wusses out and completely just coward, cowers away, and, and you don't see him anymore. Uh, but everyone else ends up in, in a big celebration, and you can choose whether or not to tell the public about the Order of the Stone being frauds.
1: Uh, well, Mitchell, I think that was a little over a minute, but I think you did a good job of uh, summing up the story.
0: Well, I, I had to give a, a, a sum up of the story because I wanted to just—I I, I wanted to talk about the aspect of it that I think kind of fulfilled that pattern of recontextualizing the story up to this point right. in a way that, uh, that sort of clears up things that may that we thought. Or, or, I mean, maybe we still do. I don't want to speak for you, and I don't want to say everything about the game f- files into this, but we thought it was either weak storytelling or, like, uh, inconsistent storytelling. It seemed to have been paid attention by the writers, and they were noticing it, and maybe they were one step ahead of us a little bit in in this game, as well as the previous Telltale games that we've covered. The uh, What I'm referring to is, like, we've said... We've talked a lot, actually... About the Order of the Stone and how they are not that cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, like, like the game was always leading very uh, transparently toward right. revealing that the Order of the Stone did Ivor dirty somehow. Like, I was mm-hmm. sure that at some point they were going to show us something happened to Ivor, right? And it was going to make him redeemable, or at the very least, understandable. Uh, and I was bracing for that, because, like, no matter what they did to Ivor, this guy's such a tool. <laughs> this yeah. guy's just such a big dick. Uh, <laughs> he, he's just uncool in every way.
1: Yeah. I I, I mean, I like him kind of coming around. I like recontextualizing, like, why he's a dick. Like, it... Mm-hmm. Not in a way that excuses uh, his many fuck-ups, but in in a way that it makes him at least a little bit more than just an asshole.
0: Yeah, but like the smaller things that we've... So, so that was always like the, the big thing, and, and that did come up, basically. The other four members of the Order of the Stone forced Ivor uh, to keep quiet, and they, they like bribed him to keep quiet about it. Right, and eventually Ivor was just not happy with that. But yeah, uh, we also talked about like remember how we were talking about El- Elgar's machines not being very cool? Yeah, that makes sense now. She was never good at it.
1: That's true. That's true. She was. She no one. She had no cool machines. She was a fraud.
0: Yeah, and we were talking about how it was an unbalanced adventuring party because we had things like. uh we, we had the the demolitions expert and the redstone engineer sort mm-hmm. of crossing over like, okay, they both make like machines and stuff. And then Sorn's thing is, oh, this guy? Well, he makes machines. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. And then like Ivor's thing also sort of seems to be about machines a little bit. Uh, so, so it seemed like this really unbalanced adventuring party and with this context it makes a lot more sense of like oh yeah it was an unbalanced adventuring party it did not work this it makes a lot more sense like this was on purpose it wasn't just like a weird thing that we were noticing it just wasn't good in fiction
1: right yeah it it, they were never a group with skills
0: Mm -hmm. yeah so it does
1: all make sense now it all comes together
0: that kind of stuff like we were Pointing out how, uh, man, Magnus doesn't do much, but he's already shown, or sorry, uh, Axel doesn't do much, but he's already shown more uh, competence at what he's trying than Magnus ever did. And Olivia was the same way for Edelgard. And we were kind of like, we've said on this podcast that we found that to be a little weak when they're Mm -hmm. trying to make us think about these characters in certain ways. But, yeah. um, no, it was just on purpose the whole time. They got us. They got us.
1: Yeah, they were just, uh, idiots who didn't do anything. So now these people who actually have to do something just immediately overshadowing them.
0: Yeah, they rare candied up to level 100, so they never got any EVs.
1: <laughs> you know what? That's a perfect way. You're putting it in terms we can all understand.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Can I can I tell you something?
1: <laughs> yes, of course.
0: I thought of that sentence about five seconds before I said that sentence, and in the four seconds between that, I was so excited to say it. <laughs> I was I'm, like, I'm dude, glad... I've solved podcasting. I just did the best. <laughs> I mean, the best analogy that's ever happened.
1: <laughs> it's all downhill from here, folks.
0: Yeah, I, I believe someone else might say steroids to make your body big, but then you don't have like that long-term muscle memory that keeps your body big. But that's probably just rare candy. That's like what rare candies are based on, I guess.
1: You just did it again. You just used the rare candy uh, metaphor. How crazy is that, that you could knock it out twice?
0: Yeah, I mean, I could probably just keep doing it for the rest of the podcast, (laughs) but we should talk about the video game at some point.
1: I guess, but here, here's a pat on the back for you.
0: Thanks. Um... So.
1: What do you what do you want to talk about here? What what do you want to get more into? Um I mean that's really the big part of it. That that's the that's the whole thing of the episode is the order of the stone being frauds. Um I didn't even think about how it tied into everyone else just not being good up to this point. You you've really uh blown the lid off this whole story.
0: I try, I try. Um, Yeah, it's it's just it's. I keep coming back to the thing, the the fact that uh, the story ended in episode four of five or eight, and that's just such a weird structure. That's so weird.
1: Yeah, man, it's it's hard to really talk about much else. I mean, I mean, we should, but like the big parts are so big that they kinda overshadow the just kind of typical end of the adventure stuff.
0: Yeah, it it kinda reminds me of Kingdom Hearts three a little bit.
1: You ever play Kingdom Hearts three? No, not yet. I haven't played any Kingdom Hearts besides Kingdom Hearts One and Chain of Memories Memories for the Game Boy Advance.
0: Well this is this is maybe a small bit of a story not story. Not story structure spoiler for okay. Kingdom Hearts three. Uh so I apologize for that, but it's it's been enough time and frankly it's not that big of a spoiler. Okay. Uh the first maybe hour and a half to 2 hours of that game. Uh-huh. It will not technically not that game, but like of the disc that you get when you put in Kingdom Hearts 3 uh-huh. is Kingdom Hearts 2.9. Oh. And then Kingdom Hearts 3 starts about a, an hour and a half to 2 hours into the game. Okay. And that's it's, it's just a weird thing. Like Kingdom Hearts 3 doesn't start at the king like it doesn't start at the beginning of Kingdom Hearts three, uh, and it it reminded me of that structure weirdness a little bit.
1: Okay, I I can't really back that up because like I said, I haven't played Kingdom Hearts three. But you can bet once I do, I'll come back to you, Mitchell Wolf, and I'll say you were so right. It is like Minecraft story mode.
0: Well, it just it just it makes me wonder. Like, can we make more games like that? Can we make stories? Is it, is it cool to do so? Can, can we try more interesting things with this, the structure of stories in general? Like, can we make a video game that begins, has a middle, and ends at, like, the 20-hour mark and feels like a full game? But then if you just keep playing, there's a second completely different game after that with, like, <laughs> different characters and stuff. And it's another, like, 10 hours And it's billed as a 30-hour game, and you get 30 hours of it. But, like, the game that's marketed and advertised is only that first 20-hour section. And then that next 10 hours is, like, a different main character, different universe, maybe. Different genre entirely. And just, it's, like, can we do that? We could try that.
1: We could try. I I mean, there's no law against it. I mean, mean, I'm sure that wouldn't sit well with some people. I'm Mm. sure there's some people out there who'd be like oh, now I have, now the rest of the game is this? I was, I really like this. Yeah. So, so like, I feel like, no, if you do that, there's a higher risk of less people being satisfied.
0: Yes, that is, that's true. Um, well, okay. What's interesting about the, about this season specifically is that this season was on Netflix, Uh uh-huh for like four years right it was it was on netflix i really wanted to do the netflix version of this game uh maybe i would play it and watch the netflix version or in or some combination of that but they took it out before we got around to it
1: Uh, of all the luck
0: it was on there for four years it's a little bit on us for just not
1: (laughs) we should have started this podcast earlier
0: Yeah, we should have started this podcast before the company fell. We would have had such a weird insight
1: if we did that. How crazy! Imagine booting up the podcast and the episode starts with, "Well, we got some interesting news today."
0: <laughs> yeah. Do you th- okay? Here, here is a question for you, Dustin. Imagine okay. that we started the podcast in uh, mid to late twenty seventeen, maybe. Okay. Which is about. About four years, three and a half or four years, before we actually started the podcast.
1: That's a long time.
0: Sort of. Uh, imagine we did that, and then about a year into the podcast, we get the news. Maybe, maybe I don't know, let's just say it's like six months before okay. the news happens. At the six-month mark, do we stop doing the podcast? Do we keep doing oh. it? Would, would news like that change our determination
1: that's such a oh man that's a weird thing to think about partly because them closing down does not necessarily affect what we have to talk about on their show there would still be like so many games to talk about at that point yeah that like i would i would feel like we could still continue but it would really put us in a weird space
0: yeah, I, I agree. It's it's hard to think about because part of the reason we started the podcast was expressly because the company
1: had fallen. Yeah, exactly. Like, without that, I, I don't know if either of us would have even had the idea to do a podcast on Telltale Games. Yeah, especially
0: Maybe. because at least the ones that happened with the original company called Telltale, that's a fixed quantity. Yeah. There, there are 140 of those, and if you do that, you finish it. Uh, and we have, of course, gone on to do, like, slightly unrelated... Well, I mean, definitely related, but not in that exact category. Things by other developers who have telltale links, like Return to Monkey Island. We've done New Tales from the Borderlands. We're going to do The Expanse when it comes out. We're going to do Wolf 2 when it comes out. But what existed before the company's fall was 100 38, actually, and then two more episodes of The Walking Dead came out afterward. Uh, Episodes that are, it's just a fixed quantity. That made the podcast a little easier for me to imagine doing. Mm -hmm. Like, if it was still just, we do the podcast, but also we need to reckon with another new episode coming out every month. I don't think we'd ever have gotten, I would have thought about it as something we would never have finished.
1: Right. Not only that, but, uh, like, I, I've really enjoyed playing these games for the podcast, but back then, I I honestly was not that hot on Telltale myself. By that point, I was not playing everything they put out. I was making sure to play Walking Dead when it came out. I Well, kind of. I didn't even play the last season. Yeah. but But, like, it's not like I was a Telltale super fan playing everything they put out. I was like, oh, Minecraft? No thanks. Uh, Game of Thrones? Get that out of here. I, I wouldn't have had any desire to do a podcast. If, if I were to do a podcast, I would want to talk about games that like really were up there for me. Uh, so I, I can't imagine uh, that thought even crossing at least my mind.
0: Yeah, I, I I think I'm right there with you. Especially because I was thinking about... If I was playing Minecraft Story Mode Season 1 as it was happening, how would I feel about it ending in Episode 4? And the answer is, I would not have known. Because I would have played one, maybe two episodes, and I can't imagine that I would go after that. I don't think it's right. something I would have stuck around with.
1: Yeah, same. Like, we we voiced that we weren't super wild about the early episodes. Um, but i I do like well, mm, there there are times mm. when there there are times when I feel like doing this podcast is a little bit of a hindrance. Sometimes it feels more of an obligation to play these. Oh yeah, but but I still have fun I, I don't think I like I haven't opted out of this podcast yet. I'm having fun going through all of their stuff. And I, I'm glad that we played some things that I probably wouldn't have played otherwise, like uh, Tales from the Borderlands. Um, before this podcast, I hadn't played Strong Bad for some ungodly reason. I, I don't but, understand
0: that about you. That just seems counter to your personality.
1: Yeah, don't I know it? Ain't that ain't that just a kick in the h- pants? Yep. <laughs> it's <laughs> kicking the hands. Ain't that just a kick in the pa- in the hands? Um, uh, this is a weird way to just say I've enjoyed doing this podcast though
0: oh, Dustin I'm glad because uh, I w- I've always been very self-conscious about like man I can't believe another human fell from my trap I... <laughs> <laughs> you're
1: you're you're like the villain in a movie
0: but I feel bad about it the whole time
1: um, <laughs> even
0: well... my dastardly plans. self-aware enough to know that i should feel bad
1: (laughs) why did i do such a such a fun plan a fun horrible plan
0: (laughs) what a a fun horrible hindrance to my life no i mean we we the the reason that this podcast got going if you weren't there for the very beginning i think we talked about it more in the beginning was uh there was a no-clip documentary about telltale in the final days of like right between episodes two and three of the final season of The Walking Dead. Right. Where they were interviewing a bunch of Telltale employees and one of them was talking about, yeah, episode three and four of The Walking Dead, I think it's, or the final season of The Walking Dead, I think it's some of the strongest stuff that we've ever done, some of the best writing we've ever pulled off, some of the coolest uh, interactive narrative stuff. But every review, every article that was coming out about those games was only about how much the company Telltale sucked at that time because it was disintegrating and leaving all the people behind, which is like, yeah, I'm one of the people. I appreciate the visibility there, but the stuff's not being talked about. This It's just disappearing into the ether, even as people are realizing it's disappearing into the ether. This is the conversation. So I wanted to make sure that we could do a podcast about every episode that those people actually put out the work that they might or might not have believed in at the time on an individual level what was actually left behind from the big 14 year long experiment called telltale games and at this point in episode four of season one of minecraft i don't really know how that narrative plays into our current understanding of what this podcast is about but uh i don't know Still right. Happens. Uh
1: yeah, you know. I I'm still having fun going through them. Yeah. For mo- most <laughs> of the time.
0: Yeah, most of most of the time for sure. I it like we're talking about the structural weirdness of this season and we're knowing that all the while they were working at an unsustainable rate and yeah. They were losing money on most of their licenses. I don't know if Minecraft is one of the ones they lost money on. Because they actually... I know Minecraft sold pretty well. Uh, Mm -hmm. But like with Batman and Guardians of the Galaxy, they definitely lost money on getting those licenses. Those rights in order to make the games.
1: Yeah, it's crazy since those are huge licenses. Like Minecraft. Like the biggest game. You get the license for Minecraft and then... Guardians of the Galaxy, Batman. Uh, yeah. Game of Thrones was big at the time.
0: Oh, yeah. game of Th- At the time, Game of Thrones was enormous. Yeah. Yeah. And I-, I think Game of Thrones was just understood at the time as like, oh, this is kind of the B team putting this together, which is maybe why it wasn't looked at as deeply as some of the other Telltale games. Right. But they were just putting out stuff so fast. And it's weird that with how fast they were putting stuff out and how... Uh, we We know now that some of the employees like were unhappy with the way they were producing these seasons so quickly and so similarly to one another under yeah. a, a very specific CEO's direction in like this middle era right before the end before at, at the end they they were saying it got better recently before it, they had to to cancel it, but it was too late. Yeah um, it's weird that during that, during all that thing, all that time, this weird structural stuff was just happening. And they were like, yeah, we could probably finish the story in four and then just do a weird one for number five. <laughs> That's, it's, uh, it's weird.
1: Yeah, I, I guess it's cool. I guess it's neat. I like that they didn't feel the need to like drag this story out. And, and like, it's not like they've, they haven't done four episode seasons before. Like Wallace and Gromit was only four episodes. So it's. I, I do think it is cool that they were able to finish the story they wanted to tell here, and then they just have like a whole bonus episode to do whatever with.
0: Yeah. So like, I don't
1: I don't know what, what it's gonna be. But I bet it's
0: about Soren because Soren ran away during the fight.
1: Oh, uh, that's true. And I bet he's I forgot he be wasn't even there now. for the finale. Uh that's interesting. That I, I'm down for that, I guess. He did just kind of disappear without a trace
0: yeah everything that Ivor has done up to this point has not felt I don't think it's been redeemed at all they're just kind of cool with him because he helped out in the end right um but like he's still he's still not taking responsibility for the weather uh, storm he's still just a dick about everything and he was also keeping quiet about the order of the stone he was just paid off for it and he accepted right. the payoffs like he, he's shitty but he has he like has sidestepped his responsibility to be the villain and now i think Soren is the villain which is interesting because the most evil thing he's done is just cowardice which kind of goes back to what we were talking about with episode 1 it, it was all about
1: with Lucas
0: bravery and and cowardice yeah with Lucas mm-hmm. yeah
1: y- y- Lucas also kind of steps up in this episode. Like he, he kind of gets over his cowardice to go uh, find his friends.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's That's definitely neat. he he grew up. He, I think he grew up last episode. Even he had
1: a journey.
0: He had a he had a bit of a growth pattern.
1: Yeah, I I guess I like that for him, even if that means like on the whole he doesn't have a huge presence in the overall story yeah but um yeah. it kind it, it kind of reminded me of uh walking dead how in the first episode um oh shit what's his name it's so it's not coming to me the guy who's in your group and he leaves to get his friends
0: zombie what what's the question <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what did you uh, ask? <laughs> the
1: guy, the guy in the in episode one of season one of The Walking Dead, who at the end of the episode goes to f- find his friends, it kind of reminded me of that, and his name is not coming oh, to me. Oh, is the it moment. Glenn? Glenn, that's it. Well, yeah, because he's yeah. in the show. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it kind of r- reminded me of uh, hitting those same notes with Lucas going out to find his friends. Like it, it's the exact same thing, just mm-hmm. for a story that little children can enjoy.
0: Yeah. Um with with Lucas too, the the five main like modern day characters in this group are Jesse, the protagonist who is, I think an analogy for Gabriel, who, I guess fancied himself a warrior, but was always lying about it. Jesse is actually doing that and she's actually the, the brave leader of the group. And then right. Olivia is the Elegard. Axel's clearly the Magnus and i think lucas is the soren where soren is defined by his cowardice and um it's it's interesting what they've done with coward cowardice cuz i think you made the point with uh your nephew when we were talking about episode 1 you were mm-hmm. you were maybe throwing your nephew a little bit under the bus but i liked it because children need to fucking calm down
1: um, I, I love my nephew, but he's he's at that point where he's, like, starting to realize, oh, I can be afraid of things.
0: Yeah, there are meek children, and there are brazen children, and that's the two things you can be. So you pick one or the other.
1: Yeah, my niece is at the age where she's too young to know what being scared is.
0: Mm. Fun.
1: But, Yeah. <laughs>
0: Well, uh, like like we were talking about, is it that bad to be a coward? Really? And I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> but. Uh, I guess
1: it depends on the situation. Like, uh, it's it's worse to be a coward when your friend is being taken by a wither storm and is being absorbed into God knows what. Yeah. It's, it's worse to be a coward there than it is uh, being afraid of, like, a monster on the TV.
0: Right. <laughs> Uh, like, like we were kind of thinking about cowardice in that first episode. I believe we had a, a conversation of, like, it's just not that bad to be a coward. It's, it's you know, it shouldn't be equated with actual evil. Uh, yeah. It shouldn't be a, a character deficit. It's just, like, a, a weakness that you have to get past, like yeah, any it's, other it's weakness like, you can have.
1: It's not like you're an awful, shitty person because you couldn't bring yourself to save someone.
0: Well... You say that, and I think we would have said that at the time, and I, I probably did agree with that at the time. But in this episode, the way that Soren specifically is a coward, right, actually does feel fairly villainous, um, and so they kind of they kind of brought that theme around, and they. Like, early in the season, they, they do it with Lucas. Lucas is, is too much of a scaredy-pants to fight when he needs to. He freezes up, but then he feels bad about it. And the, the game is kind of, like, throwing this little bit of, hey, how do you feel about that? Was that cool? Was that understandable? Or was that uh, not cool and you should have got over it? How do you feel, the player? Right. But in this episode, they're like, okay, well, I'm showing you the real version of this. And this is weak-willed personality. Um, just coward of a person, Soren, who we've liked up to this point. It's kind of a heel turn, but uh, when he runs away from the fight at the very end, I believe it's Olivia, Jesse, and soren the three of them, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, when Soren runs away and just leaves you and Olivia, oh, and maybe Axel. Uh,
1: yeah, but- Axel was there.
0: Yeah, Axel was there. Um, it feels quite bad it feels um it 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 lends to why the other order of the stone would be so upset about the fact that he was cheating for them the whole time he's just uh he's like a little slimy snake about it
1: yeah i i think what it comes down to is which
0: um, by the way just real quick great casting john hodgman as the slimy snake coward that's very good (laughs) he he excels in the role
1: I I think be, because when Lucas freezes up, it it's not like he wants to let this monster get Petra, and it, it does feel different than uh, Soren just being like, uh, "No fuck this, see ya." Um, even mm-hmm. even though it's uh, pretty much the same thing, both are uh, too cowardly to do anything in that moment. But something about the way Lucas does it and the way Soren does it hits different to me. Oh,
0: definitely, and I, I think that's the yeah. That that's like the the thesis of of that point of the of the game. I think just yeah. showing that they're both afraid, but especially later on in the season, Lucas Lucas manages to figure out how to manage that fear, and yeah. Soren, um, it. it Soren is worse than being overcome by fear. Soren does not try.
1: Yeah, he's just like, all right, well, uh, see ya, I'm out of here. I don't care what happens to you guys.
0: Yeah, Soren's response to fear is selfish. It's it's yeah. uh, only looking up for himself, not concerned with what his running away does for the rest of the party. He does not seem very guilty about it. Um, yeah. his, his, the other Order of the Stone were lying about it and keeping it secret because they were thrust into the situation where a Sorin was lying for them. They didn't mm. know he was until it became too late. And he just like blinked the ender dragon out of existence. Yeah. Um, but Sorn was lying about it just because he wanted to be seen as the hero and was too like selfish and cowardly to fight against his own desire to be seen that way. Even if he, makes no attempt to be that
1: what a piece of shit
0: yeah just a slimy heel turn from uh a, a new secondary villain in, in the game i think ivor still sucks shit they, they haven't made me think he's like good <laughs> all of a sudden
1: right he took um, the
0: payout he he like they tried to pay him out and he took it why why is that why is he getting revenge for that you can just say no i don't want the treasure
1: yeah, he's not above it. Yeah, maybe maybe it has something to do with them like being his friends or something. Yeah, maybe he maybe he took the bribe, but like the important thing was he didn't want to like rat out everybody. He kind of wanted everyone else to come clean about it. Yeah, but if... he still he still took the bribe. It's still shitty, but. Well, it,
0: it like if that's how he felt about it, why would he do this shit in the modern era and try to out-Gabriel by setting a wither on him?
1: Yeah, the, he maybe took it a little too far. Yeah, he maybe did it wrong. <laughs> yeah, he probably should have thought, you know what, let's try a different strategy.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> here, An example that I wrote down of how Ivor sucks... <laughs> is um, when Ivor reveals something I think it's that like he knows how to hurt the command block
1: mm-hmm.
0: when he reveals that Jesse has the option to say Ivor how could you keep this a secret this whole time and Ivor says keeping secrets is easy believe me
1: <laughs> that's not
0: an answer to that
1: yeah <laughs> You're so right, Ivor. Keeping secrets is easy. I didn't think of it like that.
0: (laughs) I didn't ask how hard it was for you to choose this thing to do. I asked, why did you... It's easy to do a lot of things I don't do. (laughs) (laughs) If If I walked outside and I just like purposely smashed all of the snails in my backyard with my boots, and you watched me do that, your response should be, why the fuck are you doing that? And I would say, it's easy.
1: <laughs> it's, it's so easy to stomp on snails.
0: <laughs> I, you'd say, why are you doing that? And you're, I would be like, I'm confused. Do you think this is hard? What are you...
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing it because they can't do anything in return. <laughs>
0: um, yeah. So, So I do have two points about the episode outside of what we talked about so far that I thought was interesting. One was Okay, okay. If 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 we want to go into these, it's a little more a little more uh a little more if you know what I mean. I didn't say oh, a word I know there, what you I just mean. sort of hummed. But <laughs> you did seem to know what I meant. Uh point one is that they continued the pattern from what we were talking about last episode a little bit, with um appealing to more things about the uh like the culture of the game more than the right. game itself. So I looked up what a command block is in Minecraft because I didn't know about this before. Okay. Uh, d- do you know what it is? I have no idea. Command block lets you execute developer scripting and debug codes mm-hmm. while you're playing the game. It is not available while you're playing the game normally. You need to be like in creator mode. And turn on developer tools. Uh, it 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 lets you it lets the player cheat. It's not like a real thing in Minecraft. It's just a block that lets you do cheaty kind of things while you're testing out the limits of what this system can do.
1: Right, and they brought it into this uh, narrative.
0: Yeah, they brought it into the narrative in a cool way.
1: way. Yeah, yeah, I like that a lot.
0: Um, similarly to that, they go to the farlands in this episode now the farlands is a it's a glitch uh it it's not like a canon realm of minecraft in the same way that the nether and the end are this is interesting a, th- this is a thing that happens when you go too far in a world because the way that the random number generation works for making like the randomized world that you jump into when you start a new seed mm
1: mm-hmm. mhm
0: the integer overflow happens if you get like the coordinates are too far away from where you start and it'll take forever to go out there and actually walk there right um, but if you use debug developer stuff like a command block to get there uh, you'll you'll basically see this weird like wall of almost like an anthill looking thing or i mean it can look like whatever because it's It's glitching out. It's not supposed to work in that way. Right. Um, So fans of the game that have seen this phenomenon happen started referring to it as the Far Lands. It's like a fan term originally. That's cool.
1: I I like them taking stuff like that and recontextualizing it for this world.
0: Yeah, totally, right?
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, like e- even as someone who's not like a huge Minecraft guy, that that's just a, a cool thing to do.
0: Yeah, it, it's it, it's rad that they took it and they they explained it in a way that is, um, still pretty vague. Like not to say what it is definitively, just to say like, yeah, this happens at the edge of our world for some reason. It's mm-hmm. the wall of reality. Uh, Ivor is a weird beard who puts his laboratory in it just to make it safe but uh like it's it's weird to be here it's a weird nonsensical maze uh oh man i just remembered the maze section in this
1: episode i how did you feel about this maze it
0: was so boring
1: <laughs> i hate it i hate this maze so much i yeah. i was talking to another friend who who loves minecraft story mode he's been loving the episodes but i was talking to him about it and even he was like yeah that maze sucks <laughs>
0: Yeah, so I don't know if you need to do it, because I chose to do the maze versus there must be some other way, I think is the other option, the dialogue option.
1: So that's interesting. I chose to do it the other way.
0: Well, what happened for you?
1: Um. So zombies come out of the maze and start attacking, and you climb up the vines on top of the maze. Oh, yeah. Um, okay. I think the others just still go through the maze, but... Uh, yeah, so I, I chose to do Jesse... the maze
0: because I'm thinking I like a maze. I'll do a maze. Uh, I'll do
1: a nice maze so, for you. And
0: I get like a few turns into the maze and then zombies come out and I need to climb up the vines on the side. So I think we just ended up at the exact same place.
1: It ain't that some shit. Yeah. <laughs> so, so so you also had to just climb across the top of the maze?
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, that turned oh. into its own maze following the boundary of the maze. But... Uh, it takes, it felt like it take took like 10 full minutes, which right. I guess in the grand scheme is not that long while you're playing a video game, but nothing happens. And you're just, you're, you walk so slow <laughs> and you're, you're just walking across the boundary of this maze. Why did this occur? Why was this part of the video
1: game? I, I could not believe I was, what were they thinking? Like, it, yeah. it's not fun. It's annoying. The, it's so dark, it's hard to tell if you're going the right way. And it, there's no indication of where you're supposed to go. Jesse just says, like, Oh, maybe we'll just meet up at a spot where uh, the paths meet up. And so I thought we were supposed to go where the light is. Because you see a big light above... uh ivor's place so i thought okay we're supposed to go to that light and i guess there's like something there that we all meet up on uh no definitely not um because it's just a dead end when you get over there so oh, i was just i was just like what the fuck where am i supposed to go and i it, it wasn't like that hard to figure out like eventually you just find the right path but at the time i was like this i this is gonna be a nightmare
0: oh and in my experience i was kind of just beelining it for the right path so i didn't even have to figure out anything it was just it still just took that much time to walk it and it was boring and nothing happened Um,
1: yeah see i i just had no idea where i was supposed to go if i was doing it right if i was like even going in the right direction eventually it like, you kind of get some things you can look at as you're going, so... Yeah, I think a spider crawls
0: up at one point and you need to fight it, which... Yeah,
1: so by that point, I was like... Yeah. By that point, I was like, okay, well, I guess this must be the way to go. But before that, I was like, I got to the light and just no way to progress. I was like, oh, shit, where am I supposed to go? And then I went backwards like to the beginning. I was like, maybe I went the wrong way. And... Oh, ooh, ooh, sorry about that. God. You good, bud? <laughs> let me let me take a sip of water here. Okay.
0: While you're doing that, I'll just I'll just continue to say, yeah, the the maze was stupid and bad. Uh yeah. the farlands existing in this concept and the concept of a of a weird scientist who would like sequester his lab in the farlands just because he wanted to do that is pretty cool it's like a cool idea to do that
1: yeah that that i like that i thought was cool it's just getting through the maze but luckily the maze is like the only part of this episode i would say is like really shitty and it's not like i was there for hours so i got there it sucked and then i was out so it was fine
0: I, i looked up some history of the far lands because i i as i expected it turned out to be true that the farlands looks very different depending right. on what kind of computer you're playing on mm-hmm. because if you're on a 32-bit computer the farlands are going to look more fucked up than if you're on Ooh. a 62-bit computer okay um, just because the integer overflow happens differently at different bit sizes uh, mm-hmm. that it just it that the math doesn't get as bad that fast on a 62-bit computer. Right. The other thing that I looked up that I found was uh, they kind of, sort of, removed it in the, not the latest, but like a a few years ago version of Bedrock Minecraft.
1: Oh, so what is it now?
0: Well, it just keeps, instead of generating once, like the whole random seed that produces the world, and you can walk far enough to get there. Uh, instead of that, it, like, keeps generating based on, I, I believe this is how it works, it keeps generating based on your travel position. Oh. So, you'll never, you can never get there. Okay. Um, it, I guess it the, the problem is still happening, like, out, out in the distance, but as far as you go, you'll never quite get there, because it just keeps generating away from you.
1: Right. Hmm. So so now I can't experience what my uh pal Jesse has experienced.
0: Well, you might be able to if you can warp there using a command oh. block in creative mode.
1: Ooh. But during
0: like normal survival mode gameplay, you can't do it.
1: Okay. Well, it was a cool idea anyway at least.
0: Yeah, it was neat. It was interesting. Yeah. Um so that was the first thing. More more stuff based on the culture around Minecraft. And I, I thought that's like if you need to build up a story out of really no narrative stuff at all, but you just have this mechanical stuff. Cool cool vibes going to uh what fans have found interesting. Cause I think at this time I I, I it just saw a little bit of this while I was looking up what the Farlands were after I played this mm-hmm. episode. Um there, there's like some fan fiction about the farlands there's some interesting fan theor- uh, theories of like well how do we contextualize this in the lore what do we what do we say about the world of Minecraft that it has this aspect and like different people have found different hypotheses for why it works the way it does in the fiction of the universe so it, it's cool that they uh, Telltale was pulling on that rather than just trying to tell a story within the confines of the canon of Minecraft.
1: Yeah, I I think it's a uh, it's an awesome way to make this world of Minecraft more interesting in a way that fits rather than just like making stuff up.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, good on him.
0: Um let's see. The other the other point was we got to talk about Ruben.
1: Yeah, yeah. Ruben fell.
0: Ruben fell from a great height. While they were fighting inside the wither uh, while Jesse was carving up the uh, the command block with their enchanted weapon. By the way, what weapon did you choose? Because you can choose any kind of like main Minecraft weapon to make a diamond version of it and then enchant using that book and then kill the command block. So what, which one did you choose?
1: So I chose the axe, but I mainly because... Mainly because I didn't know there were other options. Like oh. I just saw, I just saw that was the recipe that came up first when I was looking. When I started crafting it, I was like, "Oh, axe! I guess that's the one I do." Um, I didn't know there were other choices I had. Yeah, if you um, use
0: the the R one and L one buttons, you can toggle through the recipes. Yeah, and see different and recipe it, options.
1: Yeah, and I didn't realize that there were more beyond that one. I just saw that and I was like, oh, I guess that's the one I have, and that's the one I do. Um, But, you know, I didn't feel bad about it. You know, an axe is just as good as the other ones.
0: Yeah, I bet it did not matter at all. Um, Yeah,
1: basically exactly the same.
0: That said, there were some strange choices. So I think, like, the normal choices are the axe and the sword. Uh, On the, the wiki, I found that a vast majority... There were like five options, but still sixty percent of people chose the sword.
1: Right. I guess that makes sense.
0: Well, that diamond sword is like an iconic Minecraft look.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um.
0: Uh, so, so there's. But I felt the axe good about sword. my axe. Uh, what else? There's a pickaxe, which is not typically a weapon and is usually used for mining. Yeah. Uh There is a axe, sword, pickaxe. There's a hoe. Ooh. Yeah. Which is a bit, a bit of a, a bit of a naughty word for for Minecraft to say. Jesse just sort of the, the delivery that my uh, my version of Jesse gave that was kind of funny. Just the the way she's like, oh, huh, I'm like oh oh, oh Jesus I- Jesus <laughs> Jesse,
1: You
0: ah, ah, struck a chord. You scared me.
1: i had my volume turned all the way up you can't just do that
0: you can't just say say words at me like that oh
1: oh my lordy begordy uh
0: so there's that and then there's a fifth one i don't remember what it was um oh a shovel it was a shovel
1: oh yeah so like like shovel knight
0: yeah i was i picked the axe because i had i've just come off of a back-to-back playthrough of God of War 2018 and God of War Ragnarok. And I was really feeling Kratos. Uh, I, I finished Ragnarok the night before I played this. Last You've been night.
1: kind of in an in an y mood.
0: Yeah, especially a blue sort of cold axe. And the, the diamond makes it look blue. Yeah, I'm there for you, Kratos. I'm going to further <laughs> your journey into Minecraft.
1: Wow, what a good... This game really spoke to you.
0: sort of (laughs) um yeah and then you can also pick a different armor at ivor's place he uh at at the same time you're making your weapon you can just choose a a different armor uh which i was very happy to do because i am not digging the magnus armor that i had to be wearing for the last episode or so
1: so you picked a, a new pair of armors
0: yeah i picked uh the, the sort of lighter blue with some silver accents that was just let, uh, to the right of center of the arrangement of armors. Did mm. you pick a new armor?
1: Now, I did not pick a oh, new okay. armor. I stuck with Magnus's because I figured, well, he died, I guess. Yeah, I, I just I didn't like well that guy, so
0: it. I didn't want to... <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, I get that. But if you stick with the armor, uh, Jesse says, well, Magnus died so I could have this armor, so.
0: <laughs> well, fuck me, I guess. that's
1: I, I <laughs> guess I did a rude thing. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. He was rude to you first.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: and, and then he died for it.
0: Yeah, but his armor is, like, very green, so I really didn't yeah. want to be in it anymore. It was... I get that. Uh, it, it, it had start... I thought it was cool at first because of how boldly green it was and how I was just like a green little Loki guy.
1: Yeah, you were saying last episode, you were like, maybe I made the wrong choice.
0: <laughs> yeah, because it's just very green. Uh, it had distracted me. So as soon as I could change my clothes, I was glad to have been able to change my clothes.
1: Get get me out of this shit right now. I don't care what armor you put me in.
0: Yeah, uh, so it's it's interesting that they give you... Throughout this whole season, they've given you so many more uh, aesthetic customization options. Mm-hmm. From the very beginning, letting you choose which uh, which presenting gender you are, which voice actor you get, and then in episode three, you get either Magnus's or Edelgard's armor. And in this one, you can choose a new weapon and a new armor if you want. Uh, cool, cool stuff, but also s- sort of. It, it's sort of interesting like why like that that stuff is expensive to do from a game des- development standpoint anytime there's a character creator that is a lot harder to do than just making a character bespoke and and uh writing from their perspective and writing f- and, and like animating from knowing what they're going to look like and everything
1: right um uh i wonder if it was just to fit in with uh how customizing a character in minecraft it's like well we can't have you like totally yeah. change how jesse looks but uh you know we'll give you some options to kind of let you a little bit
0: yeah like I, I guess in that way jesse does feel more like a main character in minecraft than they could feel in other ways but it, it kind of makes me think like well could lee really have not been a woman or did they just not think about that or did they view making lee a very specific person from the ground up important to creating that character which i i would agree that is the case like the the more specific you make a character the more you can write for them and actually write for them but they did they not want to do that in minecraft was it not important to them to do that in minecraft um, maybe
1: they just wanted to try something different. I mean, I mean, yeah. we already talked about before how Jesse is kind of a blank slate. Uh, oh yeah, you know, it doesn't doesn't make a super strong impression like Lee does. But you know, maybe they just wanted to give it a shot, give it a try.
0: Yeah, Jesse's definitely. I th- I think the most blank slate out of any Telltale character. Uh, phone yeah. bone would be the next most, but I think even phone bone has more of a personality.
1: Yeah, I, I remember Phone Boom, but just everything about Jesse is always just, hey guys, let okay guys, let's do this thing. I'll just say something to move this scene along, but mm-hmm. doesn't give you any real insight to any uh, actual opinions I might have.
0: Yeah, from what I can tell from the way you've been talking about it, it seems like a little bit of a waste of Patton Oswalt.
1: A little, yeah. Um, Because
0: he's like a characterful voice, a, a, a very he's got a very specific personality in basically anything that he's in
1: yeah I don't I don't buy Jesse as someone who needed to have Pat Oswalt's voice because he is just like some guy he's just some like normal guy in your group is like okay let's go on this adventure
0: well clearly Jesse didn't need to be Patton Oswald because my Jesse isn't and yeah. it's fine like it just it, it I at the beginning I was saying that I felt like I was missing out on the Patton Oswald performance because like that was like a thing I knew about this game because I chose girl Jesse but the more I'm playing through it the more I realize how much they've written Jesse to not have specific very baked in characteristics maybe yeah. maybe I actually like it more that we have this uh or that I have a, a little bit more of a calmer, not calmer, just like less extreme vocal performance, because it actually fits more with what the writing is.
1: Right. More more uh, of a down-to-earth character with a more down-to-earth voice.
0: Yeah, but uh, sorry, that was a bit of a distraction. I We were talking about Ruben. Uh,
1: oh, oh yeah, I forgot, the pig who dies.
0: <laughs> yeah, so he falls down from a great height and uh, breaks every bone in his body. <laughs>
1: that's, that's so sad. That's true. He does do you you know what's funny to me? Uh so when Jesse falls out of the Wither storm Jesse ends up falling into like a pool of water. Yeah. And I was just imagining Ruben saying, Oh, I should have done that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, you you can't in real life um uh, like air strafe. Right. But this is this is not real life, so Ruben should have tried.
1: Yeah, he really should have attempted to just fall into that water <laughs> like Jesse did.
0: Yeah. Uh Ruben yeah, so he, he fell from a great height. They have this very sad music going on where normally the music has been um I mean it's from it's what you would expect from Minecraft. It it raises in anxiety and tone with the action, mm-hmm. but it is very uh, atmospheric. I don't think I could hum. A specific minecraft story mode song
1: right but it is nice though
0: yeah it, it gets really sad and then Ru- <laughs> i laughed so hard i felt bad uh <laughs> ruben slowly closes his eyes after like trying to stand up and then just falling over again and, and whimpering and, and crying and just falls to the ground and everyone knows what's happening ruben is dying and then ruben just poofs out of existence and then there's some pork left there dude <laughs> hilarious i had to pause the game i was laughing too hard that yeah. shit is so funny <laughs>
1: <And> the- <laughs> it might be the one it, it's like the one time in this whole season that i've actually laughed like hard
0: <laughs> it, it's i've laughed harder at that than maybe anything else in a telltale game up to this point
1: Wow. <laughs> the the
0: the physical comedy on it is so funny and clearly it's intentionally funny. I'm not going to say it's like they don't know what they're doing. They definitely knew what they were doing. But the music right. doesn't let up at all. They <laughs> the the characters are still so sad. The music is still so sad. In fact, it, it even raises with a uh, melodramatic tone as right. Reuben dies and turns into the pork, and then Jesse just picks up the pork and looks at it and starts like saying stuff to the pork, like just <laughs> that the, it's just like a slice of pork.
1: Right. I'm. I've thought about jokes like this and how a joke like this only works since it's played totally straight. Yeah. Like the joke would be completely ruined if like. Once Ruben turns into pork, then there's like a record scratch or something. One of the characters goes, oh, well, that just happened." Yeah, like one, <laughs> or once Axel was out... like,
0: "Well, I guess I better get a hot plate." <laughs>
1: <laughs> that sucks.
0: Yeah, yeah. no, it, they, they were all still sad about it. They buried the pork. They <laughs> yeah. they made a mausoleum to Ruben, <laughs> like a like a big tomb thing. And, yeah. <laughs> That, that slice of pork is buried underground <laughs> at its grave
1: yeah, that's the only way this joke works and I'm glad that they knew that
0: yeah you know what if this entire <laughs> if this entire uh witherstorm arc of Minecraft story mode was really just to get that moment in there <laughs> just to get that <laughs> that Reuben turning into a slice of pork moment uh good on him
1: yeah it it was worth it
0: good use of time <laughs> <laughs> people paid for it uh yeah so that's that's minecraft story mode season one episode four as far as i'm concerned
1: i don't think we left anything out we hit the important parts uh petra really takes a back seat in this episode if you, at, at least from if the choice I made. I Yeah, I chose to let her stay in the cave.
0: Yeah, I, I did too. I bet she doesn't, though. I bet you could bring her with you. Y-
1: you can. You can say, like, uh, no, we need you with us. Uh, yeah. But I don't know if it's a case like the maze where, like, she takes a few steps out and then she's like, oh, actually, you know what? I'm going to hang back here.
0: <laughs> yeah, maybe she gets mad at you. It's like, stop making me try.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, I just wanted to lie down. I wanted, I wanted you to just say that i should stay here
0: yeah uh i mean she takes a back seat lucas takes a back seat uh un- until he comes back with his friends in the end and, and sort of i yeah
1: yeah i feel like petra could have used one last cool scene like lucas got well, like maybe she, she really... has
0: one we that we didn't yep, see i don't know
1: that's true that's very true it's possible that she has one if you bring her we made a choice I felt like it was best for her to just hang back. But yeah. maybe maybe the story suffered because of my actions.
0: Well, what's continually weird to think about is that there is one more episode and then also yeah. three more episodes and then also five more episodes
1: oh, after that. Th- oh my god, that's a lot of Minecraft.
0: Yeah, uh there there is exactly 1 plus 3 plus five more. There's nine more episodes of Minecraft story mode. We're just going to do the next, well, four, right?
1: Yeah. Right. I, I couldn't possibly jump right into season two.
0: Well, n- no, of course, because uh, we're not there yet. But I, I was also thinking like, well, if this was the end of a story, should we cut this up and then like go do another thing? But, um, um.
1: I don't don't, know, that would be weird I I feel like that would be a weird way Because it is still technically season one Yeah Why why don't we At least do this next episode Then we'll see how we feel
0: Yeah, like if this next episode Is the start of Something that goes on for three more episodes Then yeah, we'll just do all eight at once Um, Yeah,
1: but I, I don't mind Waiting to do the adventure pack If that's totally its own thing
0: yeah, I guess it just depends on, on what it is, because before playing this episode for today's podcast, I was kind of thinking like, man, I just wish we uh I, I wanna break it up because I was so not feeling episode three and two. I mean right. two two is bad. But, yeah. And I was I was uh losing a little a little bit of the passion, I'll I'll tell you that. You were,
1: you were, you were running out of steam.
0: But this episode and, and it's just it's weird stuff that it tried. Has gotten me at the very least interesting, interested to see. Okay, like what does a an episode five of a five episode season that ended in episode four look like? So I'm at, I'm at the very least curious to keep going.
1: Yeah, uh, we'll see how it goes. Uh, I'm interested in seeing how it all plays out, but that's where I'm at right now. If the next episode is just a standalone. Then maybe we can break it up and wait a little bit to do the Adventure Pack. Uh, if not, then I guess we'll just go through them all.
0: Yeah. I mean, like, the alternative to get just going right through the Adventure Pack, and this might change how you feel about it, is we start Game of Thrones or we do the fourth CSI. Mm. Which I think is are things you don't want to do. <laughs> so we'll we'll see... How we feel about it.
1: Yeah, we'll we'll come back here after the next episode. The audience will find out, and we'll find out. I'm excited to see what we do.
0: I like Game of Thrones. I'm okay. I'm just saying that. I like that show.
1: It's not my thing. But, you know, neither was Walking Dead when I played Walking Dead, and I loved it.
0: Well, we'll see. Uh, let's get into our segments.
1: I would love to get into our segments. Mitchell, who is your weekly guy this week? Ooh, okay.
0: It's definitely Soren. I love that little coward.
1: <laughs> what a loser.
0: Yeah, I, I, I love fighting Telltale's cowards. Um, <laughs> and John Hodgman, I think, just nails this, like, wimpy weakling kind of guy a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially given, I, I gave it to Soren last week too. I'm not afraid. I'm not ashamed to double up on it. Uh, I'm not ashamed. He's just a weird guy. After being alone in the end for uh, however long he's been doing that shit. Uh, Do you like
1: his mustache?
0: I love his strange facial hair. Yeah. <laughs> I think about it a lot when I look at his face. Because that's, yeah. what, that's what it that is, is where to look it at is. something.
1: <laughs> that is where the mustache uh, lays its roots.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, who's yours?
1: You know, this is so hard. I don't necessarily feel like anyone brings it more than anyone else in this episode. I don't think anyone's, like, doing a bad job in this episode. But... It's really hard to pick. I think... I might actually go with Olivia. And this is a weird pick.
0: No, I I kind of feel that.
1: I just really liked that scene that she and Jesse had when they're trying to fix up that... uh,
0: They call it a barge.
1: Yeah, the barge. It's not a barge, though. It's it's like a
0: weird combination of... Jelly blocks and minecarts that just crawl through the air. I don't understand how this works, but I bet it works in Minecraft.
1: Yeah, me neither. But, um, y- you know, like I said in this episode, I don't feel particularly super strong about anyone in particular. But Olivia, I just liked that scene with her and Jesse kind of getting her feelings out there uh, before we got there. Um and I like that she was there with you the whole time. You know, I I don't know how strongly I feel about this pick, but I felt like she did a pretty good job. Yeah, sure. I mean, I I almost said Ivor just because I kind of liked his turn, like the twist with him, but he is still shitty. You're right.
0: I like I like Soren's dark turn a lot more than Ivor's light turn. Right. Um so so yeah, that's why I'm giving it to to Soren, but yeah, I think Olivia has a great moment in this episode.
1: Yeah. I I guess that's just what it comes down to is she gets that one great moment, so I'll give it to her. Dustin, what's your choice cut? Um Choice cut I think is whether or not to have Gabriel tell the truth about the order cuz I did kind of think about it for a mm. little bit. I I do think it's good to come clean with everybody. But there was a point where I was thinking, well, who, who really cares? At the end of the day, the point—the day is <laughs> yeah. saved here now. Like, what difference will it make telling everyone that these guys are frauds? Um, I mean, they did kind of help us save the day here in a way. Uh, that doesn't make them the heroes everyone thought they were, but. At this point in time, I didn't know how important that was.
0: Yeah, there was that Simpsons episode with, like, Lisa finding out the the dark secrets of the guy who founded Springfield. Yeah. And uh, I don't remember how that episode ended. Did it end with her saying, like, maybe people don't need to know or something? Uh, it's been
1: a long time. I wouldn't. I, I. can't for the life of me remember, which sucks because I enjoy The Simpsons.
0: Yeah, I was trying to use that, that example that, that I barely remembered instead of the Rick and Morty example I do remember.
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Where they do the same thing, and it turns out that the, the Jellybean King is a rapist. And, uh, you know, Rick and Morty, has yeah. got to be pretty highbrow.
1: It's got some baggage.
0: But the, in that one, they do decide, no, we can't the The image of what he was is more important than what he actually did, and wh- whatever. I, I I never I never jived with that. I always wanted, <laughs> like, yeah, just if if you feel guilty about cheating, then yeah, just tell people. It's weird that you haven't.
1: Yeah, um, but I like that. I like that it kind of gives you the choice. Yeah, and and I did decide that yeah, you you probably should tell them. I mean, we're all here.
0: Yeah, in this reveal, I've only thought about this right now. It reflects mm-hmm. really, really poorly on Magnus and Elagard. <laughs> because Gabriel's been like out of the equation for most of the time, and Soren right. is is like selfish in keeping the secret, and Ivor's trying to reveal the secret. Magnus and Eligard are just, like, believing their own gas on it. <laughs> like, Eligard is letting the people think, it. like, yeah, I am the best engineer in the world.
1: I'm awesome.
0: Yeah, she's, like, telling Olivia she's not good at it, too. Like, you aren't actually good. You forgot? Did you forget that you cheated?
1: <laughs> <coughs> well, maybe in the time after they, like, actually became... Because we saw, like, the stuff she was building... Although, I guess we talked about, like, well, it doesn't look, it, her machines aren't that cool.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they don't really do anything. And then, like, the even the people that have idolized her make machines that further don't do anything.
1: <laughs> like,
0: the, 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 the bovine disco.
1: Good hey, well, there. I forgot that we saw that guy again at the end. He was at the ceremony.
0: Yeah, <laughs> disco guy was there. I love that.
1: Yeah, if if he had said anything, he would have been the weekly guy, but he didn't. He 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 decided to let someone else take the spotlight.
0: Yeah, I I chose also to tell the people just cuz uh it's just not important to keep this a secret. I think it's weird that they feel so guilty for cheating. Is is my take cuz like I guess they're pulling that from the player end of it, like if you're a player and you do this, then yeah, you're basically just cheating. But mm-hmm. if if there was, like, a reason that the Order of the Stone had to kill the Ender Dragon to, like, save people or stop it rioting or, or whatever it's doing, like, the reason they killed the Ender Dragon, if there was one, why would anyone care how they do it? Like, yeah, if, if they mean, do it they in a way that's got easy, of... then, like, neat. you Cool.
1: Yeah, I mean, they still got rid of the Ender Dragon.
0: Yeah, I'll, I'll, unless they were just hunting. I thought
1: that's oh yeah like it just wasn't important but they built it up like it was this huge feat they did
0: yeah i mean like i I don't i guess they never really explain this but they don't say whether or not it was like a hunting triumph or uh or if they were saving people and the ender dragon was attacking people i kind of right. thought it was that second one like there was a reason Six. they had to kill the ender dragon um but Maybe if they're if them cheating was such a big deal, maybe it's just like, oh, the Ender Dragon was just minding its own business and they used cheat codes on it. And that that is shameful somewhat. I understand yeah. that more.
1: Yeah, it it's not really clear. I the I was thinking that they killed it for a reason, like it was eating people. Uh, but they don't really say. So if it's just that, if it's just they said, Hey, we're gonna go after the Ender Dragon. And then we did. It, it was great. It was this crazy battle. Just for the glory. Then, yeah.
0: Yeah. Well. Um...
1: Y- you know you know what? Something I was thinking. Um, when they destroyed the command block, I was thinking that, uh, oh, this is only episode four. Surely something else is going to happen after. I was thinking, like, the Ender Dragon was going to come back once it was destroyed. And then you would need to take it out.
0: Oh, um, but yeah. I, guess, I mean, maybe that does happen.
1: Yeah. Maybe that's in the next episode. Yeah. That's that's where I was thinking they were going to go. But if that is where they go, they, they're they not. They didn't, like, leave it on a cliffhanger or anything, which no. is interesting. They, they... You'd think that would be a good way to get people, like, hyped up for the next episode. Yeah.
0: They just did a splash screen and said the adventures of the new order of the stone continue in episode five. There's no every episode before this has had a cliffhanger. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. hmm. Well, my choice cut is actually not that. Mine is the aesthetic stuff. I, I thought it was cool that they gave you so With many. With the armor options. and stuff? Yeah, the the weapon and the armor. There were so many options to just like change how you look when you're taking down this big enemy.
1: Yeah, that, that is cool.
0: Yeah, I, I kind of still don't... I'll I'll be honest, I don't fully get it. Like, why this was a priority in, in this game and then not other games. And mm-hmm. even so, maybe like it, they gave a lot of different options for skins. I guess maybe just because it's easy. Because
1: yeah, they're all just the, textures. Yeah, with the Minecraft style. Maybe it's just something that they can't really do in their other games. Because it takes so much more work. And so here they're like oh, because it's Minecraft, we can do something like this.
0: Yeah, but the weapons thing, it, like, it probably requires... I might have to look it up on YouTube or something, but it probably requires different animations if you're using an axe or if you're using the hoe or the shovel. Right. So that, that would be intensive. And, and, well, I mean, it's not, like, so much. It really only matters for those three moments in which you actually hit the command block with the thing. But Yeah, yeah. maybe...
1: Again, maybe it's just the style makes it, like, a lot easier to do these sorts of uh, animations with. Uh, a, a similar situation. Have you ever heard of the Adult Swim Show, 12-Ounce Mouse? No. That's an Adult Swim Show with a style that's, like, a step above stick figures. Uh, okay. Um... But because of that, I I remember listening to an interview uh, with someone who worked on that show. He said, because the art style was so simple, we were allowed to get, like, really cinematic shots and do a lot more than we could do with, like, more detailed designs. So maybe it's just a situation like that.
0: That's pretty cool. I, I like that idea. I should check that out. Yeah. Do you recommend the show?
1: I think it's good. It's not one of the more popular adult swim shows just because a lot of people can't get past the style. It's very weird. It's not for everybody. I personally think it's fun. Sounds
0: cool. I'll have to look at it after this. Um, yeah. What's your golden moment? Mine is pork.
1: You know what? I I have to give it to pork, but yeah. that's not what I, I that's not what I had written down. Okay. But how can it how can it be anything else other than that? Well, so what did I we have agree written with down? you. I just liked the puzzles in Ivor's uh, special house. Oh yeah, we didn't really talk about that. Just because, like, it's so rare to get, like, actual puzzles out of this era of Telltale games. Yeah, and I the was puzzles like, oh, were,
0: were kind of cool.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it's, they weren't, like, super difficult. They were pretty easy to grasp what you had to do. But still, I was like, oh, this is something I actually have to think about. I don't remember the last time in one of these types of games I've had to, like, actually do a puzzle. <laughs>
0: Yeah, basically what it comes down to, because we haven't mentioned it up to this point, there's a few rooms in Ivor's house that you need to go through. and In two of them, there are mementos and recreations of things that the order of the stone was, at the very least, because this is revealed to... This is before the big reveal that they were frauds. uh, That they were said to have done. So... In the first room, it's like five treasures that they got from different times. And if you looked at the treasure, Soren's with you and he'll tell you about the story of how they got the treasure. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you need to put them in the order in which you did them. And then in the second room, it's a recreation of the Ender Dragon moment. Uh, and you need to uh, go step by step and, and, and press buttons corresponding to like how they took down the Ender Dragon. But in both those cases, they didn't actually do those things. So it's, it's cool that it's recontextualized after the fact of, oh, Ivor wasn't just remembering the time that he spent with the Order of the Stone when making these puzzles. He was, like, abusing the lies that they had to make when making yeah. these puzzles. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a cool little recontextualization of, like, oh, he would do that for this reason, which makes sense. Like, oh, no, no, he would do this for a completely different but still valid reason that makes sense. Uh, yeah. That was and cool.
1: Soren has to stick to those stories.
0: Yeah, like the reason Jesse is able to go through it is because Ivor is totally convinced that Soren will continue to lie about it.
1: Yeah. That's cool. I, I like that.
0: By the way, there there's there's a around that moment in the Farlands, uh like Ivor guides you to the Farlands. And then for the first bit of it, until like you finally figure it out, he's not there anymore, and I don't remember when he left.
1: He—it's when the witches are attacking. He stays to hold the witches back.
0: Oh, I—I I must have missed that.
1: You—you you know what's? Well, did you choose to get the cake in the witches' cabin?
0: No, but the witches still attacked.
1: I... Yeah, the witches still attack. So I was thinking, well, we we should have just you know what's something I totally forgot about. So you find potatoes in that swamp to keep people fed. You never use those potatoes. I give them not to once. The, I give them to the people. Oh, did you? I never had the opportunity to give them to the people. Yeah, but like throughout the episode, they're like, "Well, at least we have potatoes. We're we're good. We'll have potatoes to eat." And then it just never comes up. Yeah. Huh, well,
0: that's telltale.
1: At, at least we had them.
0: I am glad that this game happened. Yeah. If Minecraft (laughs) didn't exist and this was just a funky aesthetic choice for this kind of game, that would be so crazy.
1: That would be weird. They just decided, let's go for this weird cuboid look.
0: Yeah, I would love another Telltale game that similarly just has as bold of an aesthetic choice as this, Mm -hmm. but just it's just completely original. And people That'd just look neat. like weird, weird things for some reason, but it's still voice acted and written as if they are people as people.
1: Yeah, we, we were talking about it before how we kind of wished how uh, Telltale was able to do their own uh, unique IP rather yeah. than uh, licenses all the time. That'd be neat. That'd be neat to do something like that. Just something wholly original, but with a crazy art style.
0: Well, I guess that's a little bit of Nelson Tethers, but Nelson Tethers doesn't, it's like two games and it's not in the full style. They're, they're a bit more, they feel a bit more budgety.
1: Yeah. You know what? I missed those games. I know we were kind of down on the second one, but I I liked kind of being in that world and interacting with the characters. Oh yeah. It had a nice, it had a nice atmosphere to it.
0: Oh, totally. Yeah. 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 That Grickle, that Grickle aesthetic is great.
1: Yeah, e- even if you know it, it kind of built up to something that we didn't really like. Uh, in general, I really liked those games.
0: Oh, I should pull this up because uh, it was mentioned on Graham. I'm following Grand a- Annabelle on uh, on Twitter because I think I am too. Uh you know, just I like that art style. He posts a lot of art, right? Recently, he posted someone in a in a documentary or a showcase or something had um, a hidden person. Yeah, it's it's uh, Tim Schaefer.
1: Yeah, it, are you talking about the the Psychonauts two documentary? Yeah, he's got a hidden person statue
0: on his desk yeah, I, behind a, a trophy.
1: Yeah, I saw that too. I I just recently watched through it all, and I saw him.
0: That's. That's so strange because, like, Tim Schafer was not involved in uh, in Nelson Tethers at all, right?
1: Right, but are are the hidden people like I I don't know if they're like specifically for that. Like, didn't he do like comics with them too? I
0: think I think they are specifically for it, but like they they are a recurring element in the Grickle yeah. comics e- as well. Exactly. Well so, yeah. so
1: I could see him I could just see him being a fan of uh Graham Annabelle's stuff and having one. I mean even but then it's...
0: though, like looking at all the Grickle stuff, I think that you you need to have played Nelson Tethers to like the hidden people in, in a way enough to get a a full statue of a hidden person to put on your desk.
1: Right. Uh yeah, I mean, I guess it makes sense. I could see him playing those.
0: Yeah, I mean it's on the same shelf as like I think his BAFTA. And uh, (laughs) a mask of Grim Fandango from, From like, that's a game he wrote.
1: Yeah. And And it turns out the hidden people are uh, on equal footing.
0: And then, uh, so so Graham Annable, uh, he tweeted that when he saw it. And then Tim Schafer responded to it. And he said, that's just my work hidden person. Our gnome one, or our home gnome is a bit more shy and they have a he, he's he's got a second one in his house that he puts right behind a like a dresser.
1: <laughs> it wasn't enough to just have the one. He has two of them.
0: Yeah, he 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 really likes them. <laughs> <laughs> he really likes those little hidden people.
1: Uh I wouldn't mind having one of those. Yeah. I don't know I don't know if they're like expensive or if you can even get one now, but uh... I think
0: they were from a Kickstarter that animal did like at one point a while ago
1: okay that would be something i'd like to have kind of a sentimental thing i can connect to the podcast in a way
0: you can just ask tim schaefer maybe he can give you his
1: (laughs) yo tim i hear you got two of them
0: yeah if you just tell him how much you like psychonauts he'll probably just give it to you
1: give me that one near the bafta i want the bafta one
0: (laughs) yeah give me the bafta also because i like the way (laughs) it's hiding behind the bafta (laughs)
1: i want (coughs) to read well you're dying so we need to end the episode (laughs) i'm I'm on the tail end of this cold i feel bad i feel like i have colds very often when recording these uh i hope everyone knows i'm not dying it's because i have disgusting uh niece and nephew in my family who have a lot of germs
0: well don't die dustin just be very nice and have a great summer (laughs)
1: why you did you just combine both of them
0: i try my best
1: holy shit